Independent left dot news. Independent left news. Indie left news. Independent left news. Oh yeah, and I get news from Independent Left. Thank you, Independent Left on News. They actually put up posts of different shows, different things going on. Check out Indie Left. They're doing a lot of good things. They're on Twitter and Instagram, and they've helped promote our show a lot. Thanks for the work you do behind the scenes too. This man does our Discord and some other help, so I just love to shout them out. Thanks so much, man. Yeah. They kinda really do a great job of pushing. Thank you, Independent Left, for reminding me of that. Check out independentleft.news. Indie Left. Shout out. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello. I am really excited. It is Friends of Indie Left. It is Wednesday. It actually, it's a Friday afternoon. Oh, my God. It's Friday afternoon at 3 o'clock Wednesday. Um, I am here with a good friend of mine, a good friend of yours, a good friend of ours. He's already listed in the thumbnail and everywhere. So let me just go to him. We have got Franco from Frank Analysis today for Friends of Indie Left. So, Franco, thank you. Welcome. It's so good to see you, my man. I just want to talk to you and... Uh, have everybody kind of learn about you and that doesn't already. Um, so welcome to friends of any left. Uh, I'll let that, I'll let you kind of introduce your channel a little bit and then I'll, I'll give my little spiel as to kind of how, how I found you and all that stuff. But you know what, before we do any of that, let me, let me do a little, a little like intro. Hi everybody. Welcome to friends of any left. This is Indy. Um, I, started the show because I wanted a feature and get more personality out of the people that we watch every day. They cover news very often, but they don't necessarily, we don't necessarily know very much about them, about how they've uh, evolved to into streaming, into covering news and what their story is. So I'm excited to, to learn a little bit more about them. <clears throat> and and that, that was the whole point of this show. And of course, uh, I've known Franco for quite a while, so I'm really excited excited to have him come on uh you can see i'm, I'm a little keyed up uh before we get started i did want to shout out to all the volunteers that do make indie left possible we've got big big mad crab that works on our thumbnails and our artwork we've got phantom osfanto with our video editing and we've got fred edward and the resident skeptic chris gilman out there on twitter and facebook sharing our links everywhere and of course we've got our our super engineer uh reef and we're being streamed on eight different platforms right now, um, including INN, uh, Indie News Network, which we started last year. Really excited about that. We're on Rumble. We're on Rockfin. We are on Odyssey. We are on Telegram. We're also on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter. So we are on eight different platforms live. You can watch this everywhere. Please share the stream out everywhere you are. Uh, and, and I want to get into talking to my friend Franco and everyone can kind of hang out and, and listen to it. So, um, I've got some questions for sure. Um, I wanted to definitely, you know, I, I usually start, so, so let, let's let Franco kind of introduce his channel and then I'll do my little introduction and, and, and uh, on him. So, so go ahead, Franco. Awesome, India. Thank you for very much for having me on. I really appreciate that. It's crazy that we've known each other now for like almost two years now. It's time's really flown by. Uh, I have my channel on YouTube, Rockfin. I'm also on Odyssey. I do solo videos, interviews. I love doing panel discussions as well. Uh, I've done some work on the ground, broadcasting live events or yelling at politicians. So that's what I do on my channel on Frank Analysis. Thanks again, Indy, for having me. 
Cool, man. Yeah, so again, uh, my, my description is that Franco has a calm demeanor, he asks insightful questions, and he gets people to open up due to his non-confrontational style. He's interviewed hundreds of guests across a variety of topics and ideologies, and he takes questioning mainstream narratives, uh, you know, to, to and his takes have, uh, by questioning mainstream matters, ha narratives have seen his YouTube channel demonetized since January 2021. So if you can support, by all means, go do it over on the Rockfin uh, for, for Franco. And maybe we, you know, if, if he wants to put his cash app out, we can do that too. But I shared his his Rockfin, Rockfin link so you can go and support that there. Uh, he also is, of, of course, on Twitter, and his link will be there as well. So my first question that I always love to get into <clears throat> at, at Friends of Any Left is, how did we end up having this conversation? Like, what led you to being here and in this space and us kind of connecting and literally ending up having this conversation? I love just kind of seeing where that goes. So I'm going to let you kind of go right now and, and let, let everyone know kind of how how we met, how you ended up in the space and, yeah. and what's going on, man. Yeah, how I ended up in the independent media space goes back... Well, we got to start with what got me into politics, which was in 2016. Um, and that was because I heard Bernie's message. Before that, I didn't care about politics. And I know a lot of people can say that Bernie was their gateway. And TYT was their gateway to news outside of the T, uh, mainstream TV, television uh, networks. Uh, so I would listen to that. And then I was like, all right, so that makes sense why we're not getting anything you know, that's anything positive that's going to help the people. We had Obama and then, you know, back when I was uh, in early high school, I thought that under Obama, we were going to finally get changes that never happened. And Bernie Sanders is bringing to light that it's because corporations own both parties. So if corporations own both parties, then it's all a show. It's all theatrics. So I didn't uh, follow along when he was telling us to vote for Hillary Clinton. Because at the end of the day, this, the corporations were going to win. Um, so after Bernie Sanders lost the primary, or I should say after it got stolen from him, we all know the story. A lot of evidence supports that. Uh, and then I was listening to independent media. Like I found out about Jimmy Dore through TYT. Uh, and then from there, I ran into other channels a lot of which I don't listen to anymore, like Kyle Kalinske, Humanist Report and, and the like. Um, eventually I ran into Nico House's channel back in 2018. Uh, but at that point I was just casually watching. And then it was during the Democratic primaries for 2020, but this was like in 2019 towards the end where I started listening to independent media a lot more. And it was in January where we saw all the memes of, oh, World War III is about to start because Donald Trump assassinated Qasem Soleimani with a drone strike. And I saw a lot of normies, you know, making memes about it. Uh, a lot of people around my age and younger. So I thought, hey, I'm, let, me, let me take this opportunity and join my friend's uh, podcast uh, they had a local podcast called HMO Podcast where they talked about entertainment and sports. Why don't I join them and talk about politics? Let me be a, help be a gateway for some of those normies. Uh, so I joined their podcast and started talking about politics. 
Uh, I went on the ground and I interviewed Anya Parampo and Medea Benjamin uh, outside the White House. And that was great. I, I, I really liked doing that. But with the lockdowns, I couldn't do as many on the ground inter, uh, interviews or broadcasts until like later, uh, late 2020, early 2021. But after I joined HMO Podcast and started getting used to making videos in the studio, that's when I branched off and started my own channel. And I started pumping out more videos, started meeting more people as I did more interviews. And I got to say, as I started doing this show on Frank Analysis, I realized that there was so much that I didn't know when I initially started. Uh, it, it opened up a whole can of worms. Uh, listening to people like So Newsday, for example, or The Last American Vagabond, or Whitney Webb, uh, Corey Morningstar, and I could list a whole bunch of other people, but that really opened my eyes to how much deeper all of this goes. Uh, so that's just, that's just my passion. I love informing people. I love educating people. Uh, and right now, because of the demonetization and everything, I can't really make a living off of this. And we shouldn't just, we sh I shouldn't do this, you know, for the money or anything. If people donate, then that's great. But I'm at a point right now where I love informing. It's a passion, but it's, I'm doing it as a hobby. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at right now, Indy. I, <laughs> that's how we met, that you, you were helping me out. And, you know, you've been a great help along this journey. Yeah, well, somebody connected us. Uh, I'll give a shout out to to Mona Carmona, the the wonderful, hey. lovely, beautiful Mona. Uh, uh, hi, Mona, if you're watching, she probably is. Uh, but about two years ago, I was hanging out in Discords through Richie, uh, through Richard Medhurst, through a couple of other channels. Hardlands Media has a channel as well, and Mona was was talking about you as like, hey, you should check this guy Franco out, and I was like. Okay, so, you know, I've been doing the newsletter for, for two years for uh, inter Independent Left News and Leftist.Today. I just started last summer, uh, but you're definitely, uh, your videos and your takes are one of the one of the featured creators that we definitely include on a regular basis. And it's because I think we align and, and you ask insightful questions and you let other people kind of share their opinions and don't try to... in influence them in any type of way you kind of let let them figure it out for themselves and i really appreciate that that style about you i mean you certainly will present the evidence and and you're going to do the research to find the evidence and you are one of the most researched guys in the space again you know our our fam you know robert durden always talks about how you're one of the most prepared guys he sees out there for sure um and and again i love that you're mentioning all, all these creators because that's that was actually going to be one of the one of the next things that I asked you about were some of the people yeah. that a inspired you. Okay, so you talked about Nico, okay, and you talked about Slow News Day and T Lav, uh, Ryan Christian, Whitney Webb for, with Unlimited Hangout, Corey Morningstar. Um, we also want can't can't forget the Convo Couch and and, and yes. Fiorella and and Pasta over there and and Misty, and Robbie Yeager. I know you had Robbie on just last week. Uh, uh, talking about the colonial pipeline and I got to give a tremendous amount of credit to MCSC in general because <clears throat> when you look around at that specific story um, there's really no other network where every content creator in the network is covering it uh, and giving it amplification 
and giving it the due that story really deserves and uh, it's it's remarkable that the rest of independent media has completely ignored this and um you know i appreciate you actually you know being one of the people that that keeps the pressure on and keeps bringing robbie on and keeps sharing his yeah. tweets and and politify news and doing substack um you know, it's so important that we lift each other because of the banning and because of the uh, the demonetization that we've seen happening. And again, I, I'm just glad that you're and you've branched out. I mean, I know you, you had, you know, Derek Bros is somebody that you've introduced me to, for example, yeah. uh, the conscious resistance. And and there's a ton of different people. It's Shadow Band Refugee, who you have on your show, pretty <laughs> pretty. He's now our our associate producer. We joke around on Ale if he's there watching. He probably hey, is because he shared our him. stuff out. But uh, but yeah, I mean, again, we're just having fun in the space, uh, but also educating, informing, connecting, amplifying, and trying to be positive, but providing a counter narrative to what's to what's being put out there by this avalanche of independent media uh, of not in, and even independent media, but specifically corporate media that's dominating, you know, the 20 companies that really dominate most of what America sees, hears and thinks the normies that you talk about that aren't plugged into Twitter all day long, that aren't plugged into the independent space that unfortunately have no idea who Frank analysis and independent left news are. Uh, we're trying to change that little by little. Um, and how do we do that? You know, uh, I think that one of the ways that you've been doing it is through Rockfin um, and through building out independent mailing lists and going direct to the people by trying to go around the platforms. Like, for example, uh, right now we're streaming. I, actually, I, I forgot to mention, we're actually on a ninth platform. We're actually streaming live at independentleft.news. So we are also self-hosting. And that, I think, is one of the ways that content creators can also diversify is start to drive traffic to a website that they own control and can't be shut down or demonetized or deplatformed by anyone down to the ISP level. Um, and then again, you you have Cash App or Kofi or other ways to be monetized as content creator or even Substack where they can't shut us down and we can still figure out a way to be monetized. Even go go get funding, I believe, is another one of the 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 apps that that uh, I know Steve has been using it, Slow News Day and some others. Um, what are some of the other things that that you recommend to up and coming podcasters, content creators that are starting out right now that are trying to break into the space? There's a tremendous amount of saturation right now. How do I find a lane? How do I break through? I'm just starting a you know a channel right now. Which platform should yeah. I be trying to get on? I mean, I, I think a lot of people have these questions, and you, as someone who's now been in the space for a couple of years, I th I think it give them some pretty good advice as someone who's grown a channel pretty, uh, pretty decently and organically, and in my opinion, the right way. So, yeah, well, I'll, well thank I'll you for the kind mind. words. You know, first of all, thank you. So I I really appreciate that. Um, but if someone wants to get started now. Uh, in terms of finding like, oh, like what's the style, what, what, what's like my area of focus and all that. Like, if you're thinking about these things, just don't, it'll come naturally as the journey progresses. At least that's how it was for me. Uh, just start out, talk about whatever you want uh, from what you see in the news. If you feel like you have a great take on it, just talk about it. If you have a lot of evidence to back up 
a certain story, present that to people. Uh, we especially need more people in the space that can uh, put scoops out there. Talk about some stories that's not being talked about enough. Like for example, what Robbie Yeager is doing in the colonial pipeline crisis. No, hardly anyone's talking about that, uh, even within independent media. Uh, so we really need more people like that. Um, and then, you know, as you, before you realize it, you'll realize that you already have like some kind of like a, a, a niche in this space after you see, oh yeah, it is true. I've been mostly talking about these stories and this is how, I, like when, if I have guests on, this is how like I talk to them and all that. A lot of those things will come naturally. Uh, collaborate with people. That's a huge thing right now. Uh, before there wasn't as many collaborations back around like 2016, 2017. That's when YouTube wasn't as uh, authoritarian on their platform. Right back before, like, I used to listen to, like, uh, again, I mentioned Kyle and Humanist Report and Jimmy Dore. They, they knew each other, but there wasn't as much collaboration. Their channels grew a lot because there wasn't as much censorship. Now, because of all the censorship, it's really hard to find our channels and all that. So the easiest way for people to find your channels if you collaborate with other people. Uh, I mean, you have in INN is is made up of all these people that collaborate with each other, right? And all these networks also collaborate with each other, RBN, uh, MCSC Network, uh, INNs. Rural Hardlands, yep, yep, for sure. That's, that, that's all how we've been doing. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, we all help each other out. We all help push stories out there and we all learn a lot from each other. Um, and if we really want changes to uh, start arising in this country, we're going to have to be more open-minded and be open to learning from each other. Don't be so dogmatic and think you have it all figured out because believe me, you really don't have it all figured out. It's gonna, Things go really, really deep. And the only way you're going to figure that out is if you're open to hearing from other people. Yeah, just remember, we all have a common goal. And I think for the most yeah. part, we are all aligned in most of those common goals. Once in a while, we're going to disagree. I mean, I don't know any people that literally agree 100% across the board. So it's just about finding the areas where you have common ground and and then figure out how do we meet in the middle? How do we work together to to educate, to amplify, to to do this again together? And that that's how the only way that we can we can do this. Right now, there are so many factions and so many forces that are in play to try to divide, especially ahead of an election year uh, where you've got people that are like us that are saying, look, the Democrats are offering nothing. The Republicans offer even less. Uh, either way, you're completely screwed. And we only really advocate for voting independent or third party wherever you can and ballot measures if you're even going to vote at all. A lot of people believe that the machines really are are controlled and the entire system really is controlled. And we really have no no decision making in the process. The laws and the, the statistics have shown that unless you are a mega donor that is able to bundle, that your influence is pretty much minuscule to none with a politician. And all they're going to do is platitude us until they get to their next uh, donor and to their next election and to their next race. Yeah. 
look, the, some of the people who have the biggest coffers right now in Congress are the ones that are quote unquote uncorrupted that only take um, that, that are supposedly only taking uh, small dollar donations from the public. But meanwhile, they've got over a million dollars plus they're starting to fund and trying to fund uh, um, corporate Democrats because we've seen this this happening. They've once they give money to the DCCC, we know where that money ends up going. Once they give that money to the uh, what is that the the DSCC as well, the same thing. We know where that money is going. That's being funneled to consultants. That money is being funneled to lobbyists. That money is being that money is being funneled to um, agencies and corporate media. It's just which is only going to make the problem further exacerbated and bigger and give them even more control over the microphone and over what's said and who gets to say it. Um, that's why we're doing what we're doing in independent media. And again, that, I want to amplify and uplift and and talk about um, some, of, some of the other working experience that you had, like, I, I don't necessarily want want to hear. I mean, we, you could talk about what you're doing now, but I want to talk about like some funny jobs that you had in the past. People who you worked with that helped shape your view of of what working people are going through on a daily basis. In yeah. addition to what we're all going through, because we're all you know we're working for the man, and as it, as it be said, we're not billionaires here. So, what yeah. do you think? Yeah, well, I was just to add on to a little bit of what you were saying before that too. I was going to say what. I, you should go with whatever has the most evidence when you're when you're wondering about oh are were our elections rigged or is is uh, the jab really hurting people look at all the evidence don't don't stop searching for more evidence because just like how science is an investigative process so is looking so is investigating what the actual truth is it's a never-ending journey always keep looking for more evidence and you know you go with whatever has the most evidence. As far as what jobs I've had before, uh, I've worked as a uh, at Target Tech selling cell phones. <laughs> um, I went I went to college for um, I, I, I studied biology. Um, I worked. Uh, I can't. I don't know if I'll just be open with everybody here about it. I've worked before as a postback at the NIH. And postbacks, like you think you went through all that effort in college to get all these good grades and everything, and then once you get there, you're you're treated as like a like a servant, barely getting paid, uh, doing the experiments that your the principal investigator wants you to do, and the principal investigator can only do the research that is approved by the people that give them grants, by the institutions, and who controls the institutions to corporations. So if you're thinking about why we can't discover more things, and it's, it's because it's all restricted for what's going to make corporations more profit, um, that they control who's at the boards. Uh, and that's, that is something that helped open my eyes more to the whole COVID stuff. Everybody in the science, well, not everybody, but a lot of people in the science field are really indoctrinated into the system, into the system. And when I stepped away from that, from the NIH, that's when I started, and, and when I was like paying attention to independent news and everything, I started seeing, oh my God, people are just like in the matrix. They're not questioning things. 
I saw uh, when I was in grad school, people were questioning the narrative about COVID in early 2020. And when they were saying, oh, we got a lockdown and everything, I saw professors for molecular and microbiology saying, oh, like this doesn't make sense. Why are we gonna do this for something that's not, you know, it's, it's not that dangerous. And then once Fauci started saying that we should lock down and everything, and other health and public health authorities started saying that we should lock down, then that's when they were like, oh, okay, if they're saying it, then that means that we should. So you see how it still influences people within the science field. And I'm not saying everybody is like that, but this is how we have so many people just like going with the motions, just doing as they're told. Um, and I imagine this is true in a lot of fields that working class people are in. Yeah, and, uh, and corporate I, media. I, I mean, th think about all the yeah. corporate news sponsored by Pfizer. All, all the everything yeah. now sponsored by Pfizer. And again, the, the reason why they're doing that is they're buying favorable coverage. And I, I think that's kind of where, where you're going with that is the reason why you have to question it. And that's one of the things we do is we follow the money and we question everyone's motivations. And we have to look at the profit motive. I as, saw more. Hmm? So, so, sorry to cut you off. No, I, go I, ahead, go. Say, I saw more people questioning things when I was working at retail, uh, selling phones at Target than when I was at the NIH. And I think it's when, I think it's because working class people feel the hurt more, but other people that are like working at these like high institutions like the NIH have just been so successfully indoctrinated through all these years of college and just going through the motions and all that. Uh, yeah, sorry, sorry to cut you off. No, 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 no. I, <laughs> I, I, I just want to add into your stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, NIH. I, I had no idea that you had that you had a bio background. And again, I know that you've been studying. You followed the science, and you've been following the actual tests and questioning why are they looking for a seventy-five year waiver. You've been asking the hard questions. Why have they been continuously shutting down Ryan Christian's channels and his Twitter yeah. when? All that guy does is what is is look at the most peer-reviewed studies that we've yeah. seen and brings in global data, which is inconvenient and inconvenient truth. I mean, literally, it's it's so maddening. And again, you're one of the people that keeps pressure on, and there's not enough of us and not many of them that are daily and regularly questioning what they're putting out there and asking why what's the motivation and showing here are what the reports are showing here's what the actual results are showing here are the side effects that people are reporting there really is a female menstrual issue there really is a myocardial issue there really are these issues and they're being reported by the pharmaceutical companies themselves but then they're trying to shut down discussion or or exposure of this and again so we have to continue to keep this up um and and you know, I've got I've got kids and, um, you know, the way that they've been pushing to try to get young, young children, more, more shots. Um, it, it, it's alarming. And look, every, we see COVID ripping around like crazy right now. It seems like everybody's getting it. Uh, uh, it's, it, it, and we knew from the beginning, like, again, if you follow the science it, that it was going, everybody was effectively at some point going to get it. They, for how much they keep moving the goalposts and it's, it's been frustrating for sure. Um, and, and again, this is thank goodness for platforms like, like Rockfin, like Rumble, like yeah. Odyssey, 
that are allowing this kind of conversation to happen because it's being narrative managed like crazy on the big platforms like Twitter and YouTube and Facebook. Uh, I know every time you try to set up a Facebook page, for example, I mean, how long is it before the Facebook page get, gets knocked out? Or, I mean, it's it's been pretty pretty insane. I remember a couple times, right? Instagram too. Yeah, they, they don't want people to make up their own minds because they know that they're going to figure out the truth and it's not going to be convenient for these institutions that control everything. So it's it's not just with news about public health, which was it's what uh, T-Lab was covering during 2020, 2021, and up until now as well in 2022, but with foreign policy as well, right? They're going to, if, if anybody out there is going to be interviewing weapons experts or uh, other people on the ground in these other countries that are going to present evidence that contradicts what the mainstream media is pushing out, been, they're going to censor that as we're seeing with the Ukraine situation or with Syria or Libya or any of these other issues. So I applied what I was seeing there with the science field to what's happening with foreign policy or what's going to ha what's happening with um, uh, the food industry and the agricultural industry and how they poison us with all these uh, uh, artificial additives that they add to our food. And I mean, it makes sense if they get us sick, they get us to have these autoimmune diseases then we're dependent on big pharma uh, so that they can treat our disease and not actually cure it. And, uh, so, and, and you know, with, with some reports saying that it reduces the immune, each one reduces your ability to recover and your immunity level that, you know, you're gonna be further exposed and, and further in their, in their pocket and uh, dependent on them, like you said. Um, yeah. Shout out to Glory Jones in the in the in the chat. Uh, Yo, Glory Jones. There. What's up, Glory Jones? Les Bones, RLA. Everybody's out here. No, I don't want to talk about that that dude. I want to talk about a different dude that I think everybody would much rather talk about. Who's sitting in Belmarsh Prison, Julian Assange. That Franco has also been one of the the champions uh, to cover. He's interviewed the Shiptons. He has interviewed pretty much everybody within the movement um, and been one of the loudest supporters and advocates for freeing Julian Assange for, again, journal. And all of this is tied to his case and to the Espionage Act and the way that they're coming after journalists, the way they're coming after publishers, the way they're coming after anyone that is publishing a counter narrative to the, the security state, to the quote unquote deep state. Um, and again, that's that's one of the things that you can expect to find over on Frank Analysis. He's definitely never been afraid of that narrative and to ask those questions and to amplify and shine a light on freeing Julian Assange and on all the different aspects of how they have th this country and the UK have persecuted this man and have chased yeah. him all around the globe and have manufactured stories and crimes and all kinds of things to keep him silenced and to and to serve as a further warning to all other content creators, which makes it that much more important to what we're doing. We're all taking huge risks here. And again, you 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 put you talked about some of the people in the field that are putting themselves at risk. And I know that you've recently spoken with Vanessa Bealey and with Eva Bartlett. Um, I know Tara Reed recently spoke with Wyatt Reed and with Alina Lip who is right now literally under arrest in Germany because she was reporting the truth from Ukraine and Donbass over what's happening. I mean, 
it's it's a scary time to be an independent journalist, but it you know getting the truth out there is is more important than ever. So again, this is this is yeah. why it's <laughs> I give you so much more credit for what you're doing, and again for why we're doing what we're doing. We're we're really trying to fight the, this narrative that if you don't do this, they're warning you that you could end up persecuted, jailed, and who knows what your life ruined. Um, yeah. Yeah. But we still do it anyway. Why? <laughs> right. Th thanks for bringing up Julian Assange, because that's central to uh, all of this. Mm -hmm. If we want to get information out there, um, you know, we can't do that if we don't have free press. And if they successfully extradite him to the U.S., and I mean, that shows that we don't have free press anywhere in the world. The U.S. is going to try to extradite anybody that presents information that's inconvenient to the elite class of this country um or of, of any country if they can you know successfully extradite someone to you know we we have to really get the message out there about whistleblowers uh, when they present information it's when they're the ones that are presenting the information that's most threatening to these people so anybody that's getting censored the most is most of the time it's because they're presenting information, the, the most information out there, like T-Lab presenting all these documents in regards to public health, uh, the scientific literature and all that. His channel was getting taken down a lot harder uh, on YouTube and on Twitter. He can't even have like a stable account on Twitter because of how all the information he was exposing about uh, COVID-19. Um, Julian Assange exposing all the uh, stuff that the US government has done, not just what the US has done, but what the Russian government has done. Um, so, I mean, free Julian Assange, keep broadcasting all those events that are happening on the ground. Uh, those are really important. Shout out to Glory Jones. Uh, she was also uh, pro uh, helping Commander X, someone else who's in the information world, trying to expose corruption in this country. Uh, so, I mean, that, that's central to everything. We got to protect our freedom of speech. Anytime there's censorship happening, we have to call that out. Even if it's just like a video that gets removed, we got to call that out and stand by our brothers and sisters. Yeah. And then the DMCA thing is, is a whole other thing. So this is one of the latest deals that we've been hearing about what, uh, what the police are doing is they're starting to now play copyrighted music over their while they're policing so that you can't film them and live stream it because otherwise the Jeez. big networks are going to take it down <laughs> uh it you know it, it again it's it's the security state working in, in in conjunction with big tech big form it's kind of funny i was listening to to jimmy yeah. Dore talk about that uh literally yesterday but they come up with anything it's, it's they, they censor my videos when i'm on the ground because there's a car that passes by with loud music playing they just keep moving like, the oh, goalposts man it's uh this is why we need to share each other's videos we need to tell everybody in our circles about these different channels uh and not be afraid about you know the the concern are you look we need to have more conversations and argue and know how to argue one of the things that we've all done is ended up in these little bubbles uh, one of the things honestly i do i do commend you for is you also like to, like you said, have these panel discussions where you bring together people of different ideologies to have open yeah. conversations, okay, about what do we do about third parties, electoralism versus direct action, where do we put our energy and focus, 
when you're questioning uh, COVID science and narrative. Who are the scientists and who are the studies that, that we can rely on and that we should be looking towards? Um, again, I've seen you interview when it comes to Ukraine and it comes to the narrative on foreign policy. Just this week, you had uh, Garland Nixon on this week. Um, Garland Nixon used to be He's with great. the... And uh, on the board of the ACLU and works for Sputnik and has tremendous amount of foreign policy experience. I know, God. So, so I wanted to ask some of you and Cynthia McKinney, by the way, I also wanted to shout out uh, the the conversation you had with her recently. Again, you can see that not only do I cover and do we cover Franco's coverage. I'm a fan and a friend. Uh, I actually do watch the videos. I watch his interviews. I think they're insightful. I think he asks amazing questions and gets people talking about things that they wouldn't necessarily ordinarily be talking about and and going deeper. Um, again, I, I think that everybody really should be subscribing to Frank Analysis on everywhere. Uh, I'd love to see you on a couple more platforms. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you about was writing. I know once, have you done any writing like Substack or, or blog writing or, or anything like that? Or has it really just been video content? I've done two medium articles in areas that I'm most comfortable writing in, uh, right now, which is the, which was on, uh, vaccine mandates and on mask mandates. So I have, do have two articles on those. I cite scientific, scientific literature, I cite uh, historical evidence, and I cite uh, what people like Bill Gates have been doing in Africa and things like that. And I connect all that together on why we should be really skeptical when it comes to these uh, mandatory uh, public health procedures that aren't based on enough evidence. So I do have articles like that out. Uh, I haven't written much. I'll, like other articles, uh, but I look forward to doing it more as I start being more informed about everything else that's going on in the world. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, I've I've read actually. I think I shared one of those Medium articles, if not both of them. They were in Independent Left News, but definitely go check out Frank Analysis over on on Medium. I also wanted to shout out that you were one of the first people to have a Discord uh, as an independent oh, yeah. streamer. Uh, it's still there. It's definitely not as active as it used to be, but one of the cool things about it is I kind of went approached you and said, look, you've got this kind of blank canvas and let's kind of make it like a Franco's world, all things about Franco and give fans or people who want to engage, how do we find all the different content? And it's a way to get around the alert, you know, the, the algorithms. It's a way to get around the alert systems that are, that are suppressing us. And it's a way to find every platform that you're on pretty much because one of the cool things about Franco's Discord, and I helped him set it up initially, is that it brings in all of his tweets. It brings in all of his YouTube videos. It brings in all the Odyssey videos. It's got, God, there's so many, there's so many different channels that, that yeah, you can be Thank you so in much them. for that, Indy. Oh no! Again, it's it's my pleasure. And it's not only my my Discord. You helped out a lot of content creators' Discords, and it connects it to their their tweets, their Odyssey videos, Brockton, or does it connect to Rumble too? 
Oh, uh, it like can. If they have I a Rumble channel. I don't think we started doing that yet, but once you get that hooked up, we can definitely get that hooked up. We even were going to hook it up to Facebook and Twitch, but I don't think you're doing much over there. But that's where yeah. you can also find all the links. It's it's like Find Franco and Fund Franco, so you can find them everywhere. And then there's all these different discussion channels where people can can engage. Uh, again, we're not using it nearly as much as we used to. I know we used to all go into voice chat and hang out in there, um, and that's where you would do your open panel discussions and you kind of open it up to all all your fan base and that's also something that that's pretty unique i haven't seen too many people doing lately is to open it up to the general public to have a conversation and to ask those questions and i love the fact that you're that kind of accessible and you're not afraid to engage and that you're not above it to that point because i know a lot of people when they start to get the kind of audience that, that you have and the size audience that you get they tend to only really focus on the people who have or either in the space or yeah. have larger platforms and again reaching our hand back down and and pulling people up and helping to amplify new voices is definitely one of the things that i've seen you doing and and again i i appreciate you for the amount of lift that you've given to inn uh, and all the different creators that are that have been on our, on our channel and we're going to continue to do that the collaboration that we've already been doing goodness the very I'll, I'll tell you and i didn't go back uh the very first interview i ever did on any youtube channel anywhere was on frank analysis and that was oh, before yeah. that was before <laughs> the us solution summit um last may and i was nervous as hell talking about this crazy event that i had put that, that helped organize and booked all these different lefty streamers fun. and it was uh it was an experience and again the the friendships and the connections that have come out of that still are are lasting and we had a good time you got, to know, you got to know a lot of those personalities a lot more throughout the years right right well and, and okay i want to actually this is the first time i think i've ever really been on camera with you about this i want to formally apologize for what happened at the u.s solution summit the zoom call cut off early it threw us out of the zoom oh yeah i forgot that we about that in. i know that but i just no, wanted to do that because i, I, I always kind of felt, felt I, awful I know about zoom it puts like time limits and all that but and then yeah, you're like, no, no worries. I went, I went on my stream after that, and I said, "Hey, here's the rest of what I was going to say." I, that's exactly right. Well, you know, totally I, I felt, I was so happy that you were able to do that because I did, I did feel awful at the time that you got cut off, and we had set up this whole it's format. The first solution summit you guys ever did. So it's, yeah, it, you guys, it was your first experience. You guys had never done something like that before. No, uh, you guys had to work with a lot of people. I know it's difficult to deal with a lot of people like that uh but yeah uh we've only done discussion. one since we did the student debt boycott marathon three oh, yeah. or four weeks after we started inn lucy had this idea she says you know we should really be doing something about boycotting student debt she organized this phenomenal thing now again we've supported direct action and we supported some other um conferences what we're really trying to start doing now and shout out to colin because i know you you and colin have been friends for a long time now and you guys were standing at the Capitol together, screaming at Corey Bush when she <laughs> shut you down. And and I always I always want to give credit to INN Colin. He's on INN News every Wednesday night now. Check him out. Um, yeah, he had my back that day. <laughs> he sure did. And what about the ten percent? What about the ten percent? Yeah, I was like, so, um, if 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 like I get hit, it doesn't matter. Like I, what matters is me helping to wake people up here. Like I'm gonna ask these questions that these politicians are purposely ignoring so yeah 
yelled at them, asked them these questions, because there are all these people that were buying into this false victory of like, oh, we're helping all these people that are about to you know, lose their homes, even though it was just kicking the can down the road. Right. Uh, and they didn't go back to the Capitol once, what, what was it, the Supreme Court lifted that, uh, that pause on evictions. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I yelled at them and Colin also started backing me up and was, was yelling at them too. But you'll, this goes out to everybody who's listening. Don't be afraid to challenge these powerful people. Uh, ask them these difficult questions. Have other people also listen in. And you'll be surprised at how many other people may also be agreeing with you. After that, there are people that came up to me and Colin and were like, hey, thank you guys for doing that. You know, I, I wanted to say something too, but I was too afraid because there were so many other people there that were, you know, buying into the BS that they were selling. Uh, but yeah, guys, that's how it should be. If you care about the truth, you got to be uh, fearless and not afraid to call out these powerful people. Yeah. And again, to explore topics like what happened with uh, Jeffrey Epstein, for example, and, and the yeah. dirtiness there, Epstein, Wexner, and and all that's going on again shout out to to whitney webb she's gonna have a book coming out i believe sometime in september sometime in the fall about the wexner you can pre-order that on amazon right now um have you have, have you had her on your show or are we just are you just a fan of her like oh, i've been mine? trying to get her on the show <laughs> i oh me too like yeah. she's she's yeah one of one of my uh all-time definitely top, top of the list had... for friends of indie left I've had Addy Ads on the show who was on the ground. Uh, he was like questioning uh, Jelaine Maxwell's siblings um, mm. in New York City when the Jelaine, Ma the Jelaine Maxwell trial was happening there. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, that's how it's got to be, guys. It's, it's a service. Like Anybody can do this kind of journalism. Uh, go out there. You have, you have a phone. You have a camera. You know, Just go out there. It put, put it up on Twitter or whatever. And then you, a bunch of people will amplify that. A bunch of people who care about the truth are going to amplify that. So if we want to have a more conscious society, we all have to participate and help to inform people, help expose people to all these truths. And then now Patreon, did you get taken off of Patreon or did you choose voluntarily to leave Patreon? I remember you had a whole... Yeah. yeah. I chose to voluntarily leave Patreon because they were censoring Whitney Webb and Ryan Christian, James Corbett. And I was like, I'm going to get off Patreon. I'm going to promote Rockfin more. Uh, that was in early 2021, I believe. Hmm. Uh, so that, that's pretty much what I did with Patreon. Uh, and then where else? I'm still on PayPal. I know that they were giving Richard Medhurst a hard time. I think it was last year. Like if they had just typed in Syria, yep. they were going to, they, they, they like uh, prevented the payment from somebody who wanted to donate money of him from going through. Uh, what else? I'm not sure what, if Venmo's done anything, but it, I wouldn't be surprised. Isn't Venmo owned by PayPal? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now it's it's PayPal mafia stuff, and especially anybody who questions Israel, Palestine, anybody who's right now in dealing and talking about Russia, Ukraine. So we've seen. Like, I know you've been covering consortium news that got their PayPal suspended, and I know that Caleb Maupin right now is still going through it right now 
with PayPal and try and I think they shut down his his Venmo Jackson. Oh Hinkle. yeah, and with uh, Mint Press News also. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Minar. But, I mean, these are these are tools that we're forced to use right now because uh, a lot of people do want to do this, you know, for a living or to support themselves. Um, and I mean, it, it is kind when people donate and all that, uh, but it doesn't mean that, oh, we're fan- we're uh, promoting US fiat currency or we're promoting PayPal uh, or when we use uh, Bitcoin or when we use uh, Rockfin payments, which is through using the Ray token, which gets converted into Ethereum. It doesn't mean that we are like fans of these things, but these are tools that we're forced to operate in, right? It doesn't mean that just because we have like a job doesn't mean that we are so that we're fans of uh, the petrodollar, right? It's it's ridiculous when people are like, oh, you shouldn't use these all any of these platforms with Patreon. It's because they were censoring more than all these other places, and our video yeah, and- was on Rockfin and all that. And it was arbitrary. They weren't giving any kind of real reason again. And and it's not like there's like some kind some kind of a section two thirty issue at all. Um, it it didn't really make sense other than the fact that they were making a corporate decision. Um, and and it, it's disappointing to see again. A lot of people are going toward the Rumble and Locals route right now. We've seen Lee Camp move that route. And just this week, I know Kim Iverson today said that she was going to be doing her first stream on Locals. So Locals is an interesting platform that's a little bit more expensive, I believe, for fans, but will bring in your most engaged group of fans as a content creator and allow you to get more intimate and share more with them. It seems that's what it is. Uh, I'm still trying to learn more about it. I know... They're trying to get Tara Reed involved with that as well. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be helping her out to see what we can do to get our locals channel going. There are so many platforms and it takes so much time to manage all of that. And I'm guessing that's probably why you keep things pretty much to Twitter, YouTube, and Rockfin, right? I mean, yeah. There's so many others that we can be using. Um, like again, I, I leverage Substack and I, I highly encourage every content creator to be leveraging Substack, even if you're just a video creator, um, like, like Richard. And Richard also writes, he's a phenomenal writer. But one of the things that I saw Richard doing, uh, RBN has been doing this as well, is you're building an email list. Um, and, and in building that email list, you can also embed your live streams right before you go live and send that out uh, yeah. to that list for free and do it quickly, easily, and people can either watch it live on Substack or they can click to it from the email that they get. And it, and now there's even a Substack app. It pops up in there. That's just another way, again, trying to get around the traditional methods of relying on YouTube to amplify our content. Because, you know, you talked about algorithmic suppression. One of the things I also want to focus on is the fact that corporate media has bought YouTube. And what they bought in YouTube is they bought the positioning on page one. They bought the placement. They bought the who's going to be recommended next. Because what they've done is they've rigged the algorithm by buying so many paid ads that it looks like these are the the videos and the clips that are being viewed the most. But it's only because they're being shown to people the most because it's mostly because of the autoplay, honestly. I turn off autoplay yeah. on my YouTube but think about the number of people that don't have it turned on. All right. They watch one news clip. And then what's the next thing that auto plays? It's CNN. It's MSNBC. Yeah. It's Fox News. And it's really weird that it 
very often as a lefty, I get Fox News playing on mine. But again, according to the statistics now, more Democrats are watching Fox News than MSNBC and CNN, which is absolutely amazing. I didn't know but that, but that's hilarious. <laughs> it, it just shows the uniparty. Yeah, the, the, Tucker Carlson has a bigger Democratic uh, audience, apparently, than Rachel Maddow does now or something like that. I, I don't know how that works. Um, I'm not terribly surprised since they're so it's gotta uh, be tribal, right? It's gotta uh, be. Yeah. Oh, that's and, another thing I got. I, I got to point out to people is um, ask yourself if you're being tribal because a lot of people they think they're above it. They think that oh, we're not. I'm not a hardcore Democrat. I'm not a hardcore Republican. But you still see a lot of tribalism within independent media. Uh, so ask yourself if you're actually being tribal and if that's blinding you from seeing certain truths. Again, look, what should be primary is looking at what has the most evidence, uh, which you're not going to get on mainstream news. And now, as you were saying, Indy, yeah, they, they've all coalesced with each other. Google, uh, everything that's owned by these mainstream outlets, which is what going to be uh, State Street. Uh, BlackRock and the Vanguard Group. It, it it should be illegal how only a, a small amount of individuals own pretty much everything, and it's not just independent news. It's not just uh, mainstream news. Um, it's also they also have uh, they also own all these uh, food products. They own uh, all these agricultural industries. They own all these big pharma companies. And that's why they promote those things on mainstream news. They're trying to get people aligned so that they can buy all their products, no matter which industry it's in. Uh, pharma, uh, what else? Uh, computers, all that stuff. Um, and, that, and then early on, I was mentioning how Kyle Kalinske's channel, Humanist Reports channel, they were growing a lot and they saw that as a threat, even though they're not exposing the full truth. They knew that it was going to lead down uh, a path that's not beneficial to them. They knew that eventually they're going to get channels that were exposing more and more truths. More people are going to start figuring more things out. Um, so they try to slow that process down by increasing the censorship and pushing out more of their own content, which is through the corporate news. Well, and now we're getting even more corporate news. Apparently, Chris Cuomo went to a brand new corporate news funded channel by the Tribune Company. Um, that's a little scary. I think it's called like News Now. It's some kind of generic um, thing. Right now, they only have 50,000 viewers or 50,000 watchers. But watch how quickly that thing gets raised and uplifted because it's on. it, it gets put on a corporate algorithm and they put big dollars behind it to promote it yeah now they're trying to go get big names and this thing's going to get put on the map and now you're just going to have just what we needed another corporate mouthpiece that's going to be censoring and narrative managing on behalf of the establishment because i think what they realize is the names the traditional names that are going on in media are exposed people have aligned those brands with certain parties with certain ideologies and now they're looking to and this is what what you and i have talked about on your channel before with with the breaking points network introduce completely new lanes okay which can even be promoted as independent media quote unquote it's 
it's pretty uh, amazing. Um, well, what was that guy who's like a discount Whitney Webb that you were trying to expose? Where it's like, oh, these are like the controversial hot takes. Uh, like when he was like, oh yeah, when he's talking about the jab, but he's talking about things that were already exposed like 11 to 15 months ago. Oh yeah, World Economic guy? Forum, Great Reset stuff. Yeah, yeah once, once it's actually like ex- talking about it. Once it's acceptable to talk about, it. that was James Lee that that they that yeah, they brought yeah, on James right Lee. with the fifty one forty nine podcast. Um, and again, that they are a network that is influenced heavily by at least some type of, of corporate slant. Uh, everything is framed from. Well, how is it gonna how's it gonna play out in the mainstream world, in the normie world, and not necessarily looking at it and again, they're they're looking at it from that perspective. Look uh, Sagar is a libertarian righty and Marshall, who is Sagar's partner, it they work with the Hudson Institute. And yeah. and look, we we we've had extensive conversations about Crystal and and about her previous ties with Reed Hoffman and the the pack that she funded and then going to work for the Hill Rising and really never working outside of of corporate media out once until she left the Hill. Um, even independently, her channel's been able to raise seven figures worth uh, in the first year. And it's not necessarily going to pay content creators. We can say that at least. Max Alvarez getting 300 bucks a hit. Uh, it seems to be some kind of an imbalance. I know they have a tremendous staff and um, they got an expensive desk. They're looking for a much nicer desk. Sagar's been gushing over his desk. Um, <laughs> but but again, it's really hard to find independent channels that are not, you know, that are really not corporate influenced. They claim to not be corporate influenced. Um, yeah. And that's again what we seek out, and we we're uh, again. You talk about bubbles and being careful not to be in a bubble. And again, this is why I think it's important to pay attention to people from different ideologies, to Reason Magazine, to read what's going on, what what the Washington Post and New York Times. Though we can't stand them, we have to know what they're putting out because we have to be able to counter that narrative. And a lot of times, people just kind of end up in this little circle, in this little, in, in this small. Uh, group and there's only so much content all of us can consume at one in, in one setting and at one time um it's one of the reasons why i built independent left news is so that you would be able to go to one place and find all of the uncorrupted yeah. um counter narratives to what you're seeing everywhere else in one central place and and again i'm i'm really uh proud to to spotlight your channel um some other of your favorite guests so i did want to ask you about i I asked you about when you haven't had her on yet but some of uh, of the your your favorite guests some of the the weirder interviews that that you you didn't know i i always like to ask about you know weird interviews yeah yeah things that went (laughs) didn't necessarily go the way you you thought they would oh weird um in in terms of they, they didn't go how i thought they would there are some that did go how I thought it was going to go, but it was still weird. Like when I had Ryan Grimm on the show uh, and I asked him, I was like, hey, why don't you talk about stuff that um, like the Intercept's track record with whistleblowers. And I talked about uh, who owns the Intercept and you know why he doesn't expose that person and the things that he's done. Um, 
that that, that was kind of weird mm-hmm. uh when i had nick Bronyon, that was kind of weird too <laughs> because he, I, I don't i don't want to get into such a no. long story but a couple people uh, were asking about that I, in I chat just, actually just, but i don't want to get into that today either yeah, I, I was just like, hey, you said this thing about me before, you know, why, like, have you changed your mind or what, why'd you say that about me? Um, other weird interviews, I don't know, I'm pretty careful about <laughs> who I bring on and how I approach the interview. Like, I, I usually have things prepared for that. Uh, with panel discussions, depending on the topics that I'm going to talk about, like, if I'm just talking about, like, news topics... I have that prepared as well. Uh, but when it comes to just like differences in opinions topics, like when I talked about the Freedom Convoy, I had on uh, Nick from RBN. Uh, what's her name? I, I'm so, I, I feel horrible for blanking on the name, Megan mm-hmm. from from uh she used to be a part of rbn yeah meg killjoy meg meg Mm -hmm. killjoy meg and i had uh fiorella and glory Mm -hmm. and you know i have like we have these like they 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 were like in disagreement but at the end of the day they they talked about it like mature people and uh they learned things from each other but this, this is what we have to do in this space we can't just let ourselves be divided and not talk we have to talk about why we have the stances that we have so that we can come to an understanding. We don't have to agree at the end of the day, but if there's an understanding and that's key and over time, maybe you start swaying more towards whatever has more evidence, whatever makes more sense. Um, yeah. And, and we do it with an open mind. That's, that's the other thing is, is just realize that people are not coming into this with nefarious agendas. I mean, people that I've met in this space have, Pretty much been genuine they they are in it for the knowledge they're in it for exposing the truth they're in it for exposing corruption and this is who we want to try to align ourselves with and amplify and support and work together with because look, look at what like robbie's doing with the guys at sludge um again we just keep expanding our tent one person at a time i know warren uh shout out to to our boy warren at extra booyah Warren has been phenomenal at finding smaller channels and bringing in different perspectives. Yeah. Like uh, a- Andrew Roqueford, the Roqueford Files was one of the newer channels I know that he's been bringing in. And so I now started sharing his videos pretty much because Warren started watching them. And I know Glory's been on his show. A couple of people, I believe, were, have already Warren's been on his funny. show. <laughs> Warren's, Warren's great. Yeah, I, I, love, uh, I love going on his show. Yeah, Warren's Warren's taking a bit of a, a bit of a break, but but he'll be back soon. Uh, we heard from him this week. I had week the Gab and, one too. <laughs> yeah, every, uh, everybody needs to once in a yeah. while. Um, you know this this space can be tough, and that that's the other thing is how do you deal with as you're coming up and as you're getting your channel is bigger, dealing with trolls, dealing with haters, dealing with people who are calling you a grifter or a liar or a what? I mean. Look, you've had tons of people come at you. I've I've seen on Twitter. I've defended you every case because, you know, look, this is, is not everybody gets it right all the time. If you don't get it right, I've definitely seen you come out to make a correction and to make an adjustment quickly, and and to resolve these. And that's the only thing we can ask our our content creators and and our journalists and our reporters to do. Um, 
talk about how you deal with with, with some of, of that pushback from from the public and from from fans and from haters if like it, it shouldn't bother us if it's not true then you know why are you going to give those people energy if you're if you're getting angry or whatever then you're just giving you're, you're entertaining them uh but i mean if someone's calling you a grifter or someone's calling you uh i don't know some of these other things that trolls say to independent content creators just analyze it yourself am i being a grifter am i doing this for money am i uh am i do i have a bias with anything um is there something that my audience wants to hear more and is if there's like another perspective that does have evidence but it's inconvenient for my audience to hear like these are things that would classify of a grifter but like if you're keeping certain stories out from your audience and if you really are just doing it for for money but if you're not doing any of those things then you're not a grifter right you've you've analyzed it yourself you're not a grifter so if it's not true then you know let that other person just it's their problem they think you're a grifter then they'll sit with that on their own that shouldn't bother you don't let that affect your I don't know your aura your space like you help maintain that peace within you so that you can have you know a good life so that you can have a peaceful life you can be in the present moment I mean, um, all we're doing is pursuing knowledge right yeah if all you're doing is just presenting evidence um you know why should they have a problem with that unless it's if it's something inconvenient for them something they don't want to hear if they don't want to hear if they're getting mad then that's their problem uh i've had more problems with people that i got close to who are audience members um i learned a lot through audience members don't get me wrong like i've talked to a lot of them uh but there there was this uh space that we were starting to form with each other like we would talk a lot like joke around a lot and all that and talk about recent news and all that but there were some uh butting heads that started occurring some accusations of of like uh other people and all that so i learned that i have to keep some of somewhat of a distance from certain people uh and there are there like there are some good people out there that do have a level of understanding like for example other content creators are gonna have a level of understanding with you so uh, those are people that I maintain contact with. Like I, I can like text some of, I can text like Pasta, for example, or Fiorella or Nico. Uh, we don't always just have to only talk about news or Steve or Glory. Uh, but and you're going to meet a lot of people. If you plan on getting into independent, the independent media space, you're going to meet a lot of people. Uh, there, you are going to learn a lot from your audience members, but some of them are not going to be all there don't take it too personally just maintain a healthy space from some of those people and yeah. indy knows this also because he's dealt with some some of these individuals as well unfortunately not everybody is mentally well the system is making people go insane um, and we want to help lead by example um, how can you have how can you take care of your mental health and all that how can you maintain inner peace and all that um, show by example, 
Um, and hopefully that helps, you know, actually make a more conscious society that actually helps some of these people that aren't in a good mental space see, oh, I like how Indy's dealing with this. Oh, I, I see how Bruno gets a lot of shit thrown at him and it's not affecting him. Uh, so, you know, the, you, you lead by example in that way. Uh, I hope that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, look, look, it, it's being above it and, and knowing who you are and what you're trying to create and not letting that deter you from your mission, but also somewhat, you know, kind of being aware of it, paying attention to it and asking, like you said, asking yourself the hard questions. Am I actually doing what they're what they're claiming? If not, that's that's really on them to, to resolve. And you just keep doing what you're doing. Um, and again, that's great advice for all these all these content creators. Don't self edit. Um, say what you want to say, say what you mean, and don't be afraid of what other people are going to say about it. Um, stand behind it. And yeah, Big, big fan. Um, all right, man. Well, I, I, I that was just about everything I had. Uh, I wanted to see, are you going to be doing any upcoming shows, interviews, anything you wanted to promote, um, amplify any other channels before we, okay. we head out for today? I will have some upcoming interviews in a little bit, but I have to reach out to these people. <laughs> but I just know that I do have interviews planned. I have a list of guests that I have to reach out to um uh the solo videos they just come as I, I do them as as i see like certain stories i'm like oh i really want to talk about this and i'll talk about that the panel discussions uh they'll be back soon i'm wanting to take a break a little bit because when i'm doing as I, when i do too many shows and i'm absorbing a lot of this negative news and that that does start to affect me so uh i absorb a lot of that when i do a lot of research and preparation for panel discussions and all that. So that's just how I function. I know other people can like just pump out videos oh, like every single day talking about story after story, but I, I function differently. Um, but yeah, that, you can find me on YouTube, Rockfin. I'm going to look to get on Telegram. I know a lot of people are on there that do a lot of great work, like Eva Barlev and Essie I know that uh, all, a lot of the MCSE fam are on Telegram. Um, Odyssey, I'm also on there. Uh, but yeah, Indy, again, thank you very much, man. It was a great conversation that I had with you. Yeah, man, I, I always appreciate your, your insight. Uh, again, I want people to learn more about your channel. Everybody go subscribe to Frank Analysis. Go check Franco out. Uh, follow him at B43Franco. All the links are in the description uh, below everywhere that you've got. And again, I just appreciate you being out there in the space, asking those hard questions and continuing to to challenge narratives and to always, what do you say? Always question authority. Is that, is that, that's how you, how you like to finish your, your videos? Oh, it's to stay informed. Stay Brian informed, Christen that's is right. Question everything, which you question. do got to do. Nico says, uh, find your balance, which we all do need to do, right? How can we get, how can we, clearly know what's going on if we are not you know if we're not balanced ourselves if we don't find that inner peace if we're not in the present moment i say stay informed because we do got to know how the system is going to affect us and we got to be prepared for that uh, we got to be informed about what's going on uh, so that way we don't get taken advantage of of by people who do who know more about what's going on right which right now is the ruling class and they are taking advantage of us 
Uh, so yeah, stay informed. That's what I yep. always say. Yep. And my, and mine is question everyone's motivation. So thank you everybody. Have a great day. Talk to you soon.